And grab your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Those were some awesome songs. I was having a blast in the back uh, singing those. It's been so fun to be here. I'm so thankful for Josh leading the music this week. It's been a great time and I've really enjoyed the focus. But we're looking tonight at writing for the brand. And uh, this morning, you got to hear a great message from Tony about how to ride for the brand personally. But now we're going to take it, and you got the picture up here with the skit, to know that riding for the brand is not just about you. Every single one of your counselors, hopefully, and uh, me and each one of the guys who speak up here, they want you to know that riding for the brand is not just about you growing in Christ, but you learning to help others, even other people in your cabin. And I want to tell you about... This is one of the things that amazes me about God. It's so awesome how he works like this. It is true that right now, because God is all-powerful, right now you could be saved. Every single one of you could be saved by God's power right now. Boom. And he could just do that. But what God chooses to do is to use broken vessels, human beings who are fallen, sinful human beings, to pass the gospel on. And that is God's plan for the, like every single day. It continues to get passed on through you and through me. And so tonight we're going to talk about how do you ride for the brand? And what that means is how do you take the gospel to other people? How do you take the gospel to other people? I want to tell you about, um, there was a, a young man. He was raised in a completely unreligious home. Um, his family were, were Italian and they were fighters. And I mean like legit fighters. <laughs> uh, not, not like they were angry, but like they were professional fighters. And some guy came up on a dare, get this, this is fantastic. Someone dared him to go to their house and try to share the gospel with them. And he's like, well, I guess, I guess I'll do that. So he goes and he knocks on their door and he shares the gospel. And the dad got saved. And then the dad leads the son to Christ. And that son has gone on to start a ministry. His name's Greg Steer. And in 1999, maybe you've heard about this or been told about this. In 1999, there was a terrible tragedy that struck across the United States of America, and it was called the Columbine Massacre. And it was a time when there were 12th graders, they went into a school, and they massacred fellow students. And that, he was ministering in Columbine as a pastor, and immediately his heart broke for how many of those boys and how many of those people went to hell. And so he poured himself into youth ministry. That youth ministry has grown into what is now known as Dare to Share Ministry. And his goal is that every teen everywhere will hear the gospel, get this, from a friend. Every teen everywhere will hear the gospel from a friend. The reality is most of you are going to go home and you're not going to see me again. And definite reality is most of you are going to go home and your friends are never going to see me. The gospel is not simply a guy gets up here And he has this great speech, and your friend gets saved. The gospel is something that goes with you. You've got to take it to your friends. And that's what I loved about our skit tonight, is they showed you the positive impact of just a small way of living for Christ. But Greg Steer continued to train and equip, and he went through all sorts of different difficulties. And then he met a guy named Chris Selby. Chris Selby, you remember when I said there's this guy uh, that I know who always goes, Team Jesus, yeah! You remember him? Okay. That's Chris Selby. And he's in his, like his 50s or 60s, and he's just all about Jesus Christ and Team Jesus. Guess what? He decided that he wanted to start a ministry called Multiply Ministry. 
And so then he began multiplying and teaching other people how to share the gospel and teaching them how to teach their teens how to share the gospel. And I got connected with him. And so then someone on a dare witnessed to a family. Some, they got saved. And then that man taught Chris Selby. And then Chris Selby taught me about the importance of passing on the gospel to you guys. Is it going to keep going? Amen. I hope you're planning on keeping this going. So let's ride for the brand and look at Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Actually, start in verse uh, 18. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Point number one tonight in writing for the brand is got to go for people. Go for people. Jesus says, I give you all authority, and this message is needed by all people. That's actually one of the privileges of preaching is I know that all of you need it. <laughs> Counselors included, myself included. Going to all the nations, this is not an American thing, okay? The gospel is not something that America gets a special corner on. Jesus Christ says, go take this everywhere. If you can learn a foreign language, take it to them. If you know sign language, take it to them. If you want to go overseas, go there. Take this gospel to all people and teach them all the commands. And lo, I am with you always. You're always with Jesus. You know, today... Um, I've had a lot of fun. Every single day I've taken my daughter down to the pool and honest moment here, she's gone. It's a little bit boring to just sit there and watch your kids swim. It, okay, just, it just honestly in, is, but today was not boring. Some of you boys know why. Because today I got in the pool and a boy came up to me like he wanted to tackle me. And all my manly instincts said, mm-mm, not happening today. And so he went, splash. And you know how it works at junior boys. When one of your friends gets dunked by a big adult, you're like, I should get him. <laughs> and so everyone started coming after me. There were a whole bunch of boys, and I was just dunking them left and right, and I was having a blast. It was great. Where are you guys? Yeah, all those guys who raised their hand, they all got dunked today. Look at them from different cabins. That was a ton of fun. But here's the reality is, as I preach, it is dangerous for me if I think that I'm just preaching to a group, each one of those boys that I dunked is a human being. They've got a life, they've got a home life, maybe some good, maybe some bad, and they've got an eternal destiny. And as you go, you need to look at people, not numbers. Learn to make eye contact with people because you're sharing the gospel with a human being who has an eternal destiny. They have a story, they have a life. And so when we go, we need to go for people. And when you begin seeing people and loving them, it makes it easier to go. Second thing is you need to go in power. You need to go in power. You notice Jesus said, I've given you all authority. I've given this authority to you to go, and I am with you always. Here's a verse that I shared with you before, Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you, and you, what's the next word? Did you see that? It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you what? Will be my witnesses 
in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now I could get up here and I'm gonna give you some equipment and tools to share the gospel, but the reality is when you're filled with the spirit and you're loving Jesus, you want to share the gospel. It's not simply like, oh, I have to do this. It's like God is guiding you. He is challenging you to share the gospel. And I shared with you a, a guy in my church. He's wanting to share the gospel. He's been praying about sharing the gospel with his coworker. They're just nasty. And they know he's a Christian. And I tell you what, guys, when you're in the secular workforce and they know you're a Christian, they're gonna do, oftentimes they'll do whatever they can to make you act just like them. And so they're slipping him inappropriate pictures and they're swearing around him like crazy and they're just watching him to mess up at any time. And he's trying to love these people and he's trying to witness. And I preached on this verse, Acts 1.8, and he just began pouring out his heart to God and said, God, give me power, give me power, give me power. And get this, it was really fun. He, uh, he's driving along, working with one of these guys and they're in a truck, he works for our town. And so, you know, they take gravel away and they, they do uh, all sorts of different work around town. And so he's driving the gravel, he's driving the dump truck and he takes it out to the dump and he's coming back and man, he just got some boldness. And so he starts witnessing to this guy. Well, the, 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 the trip back to town, it's only like five minutes and he's like neck deep in a great conversation. And so when they go, instead of turning into town, he's like, we're going this way. And he just drove out of town and drove away so he could keep witnessing to this guy. And he got to share the gospel with him and get this guys. The guy at the end of the day said, you know, that may be good for you, but I'm not ready to give up my life yet. Here's the important thing that you have to understand. In riding for the brand, it's not just a get out of hell free card. It's a commitment of your life. And that guy got it. And then he, the, my, my, my friend that comes to our church, he went back, told his wife, she went back, and she witnessed to her neighbor the next day. But you need power. I, I love this verse. Actually, in Mark chapter 16, verse 20, which any of the preachers in here are just like squirming inside. But anyway, ask your, if you've if you got a counselor who's a preacher, ask them why they're squirming. Uh, this Mark 16, verse 20 says, and they went out and they preached everywhere while the Lord, what does it say? He worked with them. And he confirmed the message by many accompanying signs. You're gonna need power. You're gonna need power for going. You're gonna also need power for enduring. I told you about my neighbor, George. I love the man, he's about 80 years old. He's got cancer, just got diagnosed with cancer for the fourth time. And uh, nine years now he's been my neighbor. And I've shared the gospel with him over and over and over and over and over again. I've prayed for him, I've cried for him, I've prayed with others in our Wednesday meeting for him. We, we, there are times when I'm having a conversation, I'm like, he might get saved, and then he just turns away. I go to, I can't open a Bible around him. He lets me quote scripture all day long, but I don't get to open a Bible around him. He won't let me do that. And I've been discouraged so many times. I'm like, when is he gonna get saved? How long do I have to keep on witnessing? You're gonna need power if you're going to endure in sharing the gospel. So go for people. Secondly, go in power. Third, go on purpose. Go on purpose. I'm gonna turn to a different text. I don't, I don't have it up on the screen but it's in Titus chapter two, verse two. I was uh, sitting in men's, the men's conference here at camp actually, and the speaker preached on this text and he nailed me right between the eyes. You know when a sermon like really convicts you, you're like, oh man, is he talking? Like, did, did he read my life? I mean, that's what he did and he, and he came here. Titus chapter two, 
verse 2. That is the wrong passage. Second Timothy 2, verse 2. Let's try that one. <laughs> That's better. All right, 2 Timothy 2, verse 2 says this. Well, verse 1 says, You then, my child, be strengthened in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That's why we need power. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, which you're in right now, entrust or pass on to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, as you know, because I have such strong bones, I'm extremely competitive and deeply involved in sports. Not really. But anyway, there is someone else who is here who does have strong bones and is deeply competitive in sports. And uh, I've known him for a while, and so we're going to have a little tournament. So I, I need Tim O'Toole to come up here. Tim O'Toole is going to come up here. Okay, go on purpose. If you listen to the verse, what the verse said was that as you're going, one of the things you're watching for is faithful men who will be able to pass it on to others. What that means is it's not about one speaker up here throwing a sermon and everyone gets saved. It's about one reaches one, reaches one, reaches one, and keeps on going. Okay, so we're gonna do the illustration. You get to multiply, and I'm gonna do all the work myself. So this is your group. First person to get 25 junior boyers up here is gonna win. You have to walk. I get to run. But now I have to, and it has to be from each different row. So you gotta go all the way back, okay? The trick is, when you get a junior boyer, once you get back up here, both of you can go back down and get two. And when you get back up here, you got it. He's got it. Okay, we're gonna race to see who can get 25 people up here the fastest. The person who goes and teaches others to get others or the person who does it himself. Race it, go. You can't run, you have to walk. You have to walk, you have to walk. <laughs> Come here, whoa, 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 stay up there. Stay up there. No, sit down. One of you sit. I have to take one from every aisle. Whoa. Oh, oh, I, I got him, sorry. Okay, okay. Okay, let's stop. Who, how many people are up here? All right, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Tim's got, count them. How many you got? Okay, Tim's got 29. You guys go sit down. You guys go sit down. Go sit down. Thanks, guys. So what you had there, you had one person, me, who's trying to be the showman. I'm going, and I'm just trying to get these people, and they are, they are uh, notches in my belt. Man, I got to save this person. I got to save that person. I got to save that person. Never considering that that person I reach might be able to grab someone else and they might be able to pass the gospel on to someone else. And did you see how fast Tim's group was able to work and get a huge crowd up here? They blew me away in no time at all. Listen, 
When you go on purpose, as you're sharing the gospel, you're gonna share and you're gonna share and you're gonna share and you're gonna share. Some are gonna receive, some are not. And uh, you should know that one of the heart, one, one of the difficult things about sharing the gospel is how many people don't receive or how many people say that they receive Christ and then there's no change in their life. But you'll have a few where they receive Christ and then you teach them all the commands of God and then they go on and grab someone else and they go on and grab someone else and they go on and grab someone else and it passes on down. And you guys, you know, we, we gotta be honest about life. Um, I'm only 30, but it is most likely that in 50 years, I'm not gonna be asked to be speaking at, at junior boys camp. But you might be. Or maybe the person you led to Christ and discipled will be speaking here. You see, the gospel isn't just about a presentation. It is about people reaching people who reach people who reach people. So I want to encourage you to go on purpose. The Bible says, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And then go with the plan. This is probably the thing that we're the worst at, it seems. Go with a plan. So, I've seen you guys drinking coffee, and it is crazy. <laughs> but imagine you're a little bit older, you got your license, you get to go to a coffee shop. Do you have any plan for a possible gospel conversation at the coffee shop? What's, what, 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 how are you going to bring it up? Are you just going to walk up to the barista and be like, hey, you know, if that uh, espresso machine exploded and you died, where would you go? Is that what you're going to, like, is that your plan? What's your plan for sharing the gospel? Listen, Dare to Share has some awesome resources about how you can intentionally do this. And they're not the only group. In fact, today, my buddy back there came up to me and he goes, what are three things that God has never seen? Three things God's never seen. I'm like, you know, I got good theology. I'm like, God sees everything, right? He's all-knowing. He knows everything. He knows your story. He knows my story. He goes, God has never seen a person who is not a sinner. I'm like, oh, I know that one. And he said, God has never seen a sinner he didn't love. I'm like, ah, oh, I knew that one too. Then he went on and said, God has never seen a sinner that he couldn't save. What did he have? He's got a plan for sharing the gospel. Starts with a question and boom, now he can share for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Do you have a plan? I was gonna show you a video from Dare to Share, but I'll have to give you the cliff notes because it wasn't working for us. Sharing the gospel is often like uh, a flight. A really, really, can anyone, well, you gotta raise your hand for this one. What do you think is one of the most, well, a, an extremely critical part of a flight? Right here in the white shirt. Okay, takeoff. Even more critical than that. Gray shirt. The wings are important, yeah? Right up here. Yeah, red shirt. Stability in the wheels? Okay, right there, gray shirt. Engine. Okay, what does an engine run off of? Fuel. 
what is the fuel that we have for sharing the gospel? There are three things, and this is, this is from the video again. This is not original with me. This is from the video. Three things that are good fuel for sharing the gospel. Number one is we're commanded to. I've already given you that. We're commanded to share the gospel. Second thing is a love, a love for the person. God said to love God and love others. When you love others, you desire that they are rescued from hell. The third thing is the reality of hell. But then take off. How do you go from just having a normal conversation to sharing the gospel? There are three things. It's ask, admire, admit. Ask them a question. Ask them what they believe. Just the other day I was at Casey's, and I'm picking up my pizza, and there was a couple of of people back there, they're making pizzas, and we have VBS coming up soon, so I gave them a couple of VBS invite cards. I said, you guys got kids? They're like, yeah, and I gave them some VBS cards. I turn around, and immediately, like, I'm, I'm right here, they're right back there, and immediately they're like, man, you know, I kind of wish I could believe in God, but it just seems so far-fetched. Like, church is so dumb, and, and he starts talking about how dumb church is, and they're basically, basically atheists, and they, like, just get, get into it about how foolish God is, and I'm like going to pay for my pizza and I'm sitting there going, I can't just leave them there talking like that. And so I went back and I, and I, I, I said, man, you know one of the things I really appreciate about agnostics and atheists is they're honest. They're honest. You know, you go to a religious town and maybe even some of you are, you're, you're religious but you don't know Christ as your savior yet. And, and you kind of play this game of, well, I, I just try to have all the right answers. Instead of just being like, man, I don't believe. I have no faith. And so I could, I could admire even an atheist that they're honest. And then you just go, man, I gotta admit that without Christ, I have no hope for heaven. I know how awful my sin is. And can I just tell you about what the Bible says about how you can have eternal life? And then boom, you're able to share the gospel, which I've shared with you a few times. Gospel is that God created us to be with him, but our sins separate us from God. Those sins can't be paid for by good works. Paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. Everyone who places their faith in him has eternal life, and life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. And see, when you have those things memorized, they're in your pocket, and you can share the gospel anytime, anywhere. And this is a great thing to have. Paul even had this in Athens. He went in there, and he saw a, a shrine to the unknown God. He's like, I'm going to take this shrine to the unknown God, and I'm going to tell them about the one true God who they're, worship, they're trying to worship. And so as we think about writing for the brand, you gotta go for people. You gotta go in power. You gotta go on purpose. You need to go with a plan. Learn a plan. But what does it actually practically look for you? I wanna encourage you to do this. Have one before you. And again, this isn't original with me. One before you, one beside you, and one behind you. In scripture, uh, that's thinking about you need a Paul, someone who is a spiritual mentor, someone who is godlier than you, which as junior boys, you should be able to find pretty easily. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, you need one before you, someone who's teaching you about what it means to be a follower of Christ. Just a few weeks ago, there was a teenager in my church, and he was in a relationship. And uh, he's dating this girl, first girl he's ever dated, and, and they broke up. And he's crushed by it. You know, he didn't see it coming. came out of nowhere. And he's like, what do I do? I, I, I can only think about her. And all I feel is pain right now. You know what he needed? He needs a Paul, someone who's going to teach him, hey, hey, what does it look like to follow Christ even after a breakup? You also need someone beside you. You need a, a battle buddy, a Barnabas, someone who encourages you. I told you guys about Nick Harsh. He's my Barnabas. He's, he's an encourager. 
Um, I get on there and I cry like a little baby sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my life is so hard. Oh, the junior players don't like me. And on. And he's like, Aaron, it's... you're in it. No, he doesn't. <laughs> you need someone though who's going to encourage you. Someone who's like, hey man, have you been in the word of God? What, what, are you, what are you worshiping God for? What are you excited about? You're gonna have some time when you're going for the brand, when you're riding for the brand, you share the gospel and you just slam the door in your face. Or a better one is you go to share the gospel and you fall flat on your face yourself. I remember one time, well, not literally guys, come on. Uh, I remember one time I was trying to witness to this guy who was a neighbor of someone who came to my church or a coworker. And so I'm at a football game and I'm sitting in the bleachers, and this was early on, and I'm just, I'm scared out of my mind to witness to this guy. So I'm just thinking, and you know, I'm like worried and whatnot. I'm like, okay, uh, hey, do you have any spiritual beliefs? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he explained his spiritual beliefs, and then I go, do you think you're going to heaven? He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to heaven. I'm like, why is that? He goes, well, you know, my mom told me that if you just get baptized and try to be a pretty good person, you'll go to heaven. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's cool, that's great. Um, I'm really glad she taught you that. That's so right. And then I turned around, getting ready to share the gospel. And he's like, well, I gotta go. And he leaves. And I'm like, no! <laughs> what I had just done is I told him that just being baptized and being a good person is how he goes to heaven. And I remember coming back to my church. I'm like, guys, I did so bad. <laughs> and you need a Barnabas. Someone is like, hey, listen, just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Then you need one behind you, someone that you're teaching. I'm going to challenge you counselors to think seriously through, are you intentionally pouring into any one person specifically, teaching them what it looks like to be a follower of Christ? Because that's when you'll really grow in your theology. Um, I love it when people ask questions. And we had this Lutheran couple come to our church and they were born again believers, believers but we're, we're working through these different things and they had questions like crazy. And they're asking all the wrong questions. I got a guy right now that I'm working with. He's just an awesome guy. He's been coming to our church for two years and we're doing a salvation study. We're working through it. And man, I tell you what, he is asking questions I never even thought of. And he just has no filter. As you go for the brand, you need someone before you, someone that's teaching you how to follow Christ. You need someone behind, beside you, someone who's encouraging you. And look for someone behind you, that you can say, hey, let's follow Christ. 100 years from now, all of us are going to be dead. But the brand will still be going because Jesus Christ will not be destroyed. Jesus Christ will have the victory, and we just get to be a part of riding for the brand. Father God, I thank you for these junior boyers, and I pray that from this group, you would just multiply your influence across the world, that they would glorify you, that there would be a joy, a satisfaction in Christ, a delight, a desire for him, that there would be a hunger and thirst for righteousness, not because they're trying to look like the good kids, not because they're trying to just do all the right things, but because they love you and they wanna love others. I pray that you would fill in them. Maybe some of them have other boys in their cabin that they know aren't saved. I pray that you would just fill them right now even to, to have a passion to pray for them that their fellow junior boyer would come to know you as their savior and that they would share the gospel with them, help them to go out and get ready to share the gospel and then to follow Christ with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, and with all their strength. And God, we need that as adults too. 
Because there's more life that we've seen, more pain that we've gone through, pain that many people don't even have a clue about, things that we don't talk about. And we, we admit that sometimes we go, man, God, I, I, if you're so good, why does all this pain happen in my life? So God, I pray for the counselors right now. Maybe there's a bit of bitterness that they have towards you. They're like, I'm not riding for the brand because I can't guarantee the outcome of this person's life. No, they can't. I pray that they would set that at your feet and say, God, this hurt. But I know that you're using it for good, no matter how painful it was. Maybe they're stuck in a sin that they just keep falling into over and over and over again. Set them free from that. God, as adults, we need to ride for the brand too. Fill us with your spirit to do that for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.